Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. For years, he was known only by the name stitched into the blue and white striped knit hat he was wearing. Chris, the Stacyville John Doe. Now, nearly 11 years later, the man known only by his first name has his identity back. Thanks to a woman who heard his description on a podcast and trusted her gut. Nobody else, nobody else is making this connection, to my knowledge, if this is him. I got to be the one to call it in. And as news of the new development broke, one Northern Maine reporter started digging into the case. He discovered that this wasn't the first unexplained disappearance and death in the family. But I decided I would just do some digging. You know, I basically stumbled upon I was like, wow, this actually goes pretty deep. I'm Kylie Lowe, and this is the story of Christopher Roof, told with the help of Sydney Cop and Alex McDougall on Dark Down East. On November 4th, 2010, deer hunters were walking the wooded area off Route 11 in Stacyville, Maine. The woods were quiet, save for the sounds of boots on leaves and the breath of men in their blaze orange, eyes trained for movement in the forest. Stacyville lies at the foot of Mount Katahdin in Penobscot County, but it's almost close enough to throw a rock into Aroostook County. For anyone who grew up and went to school in Maine, you were likely assigned Don Fenler's book Lost on a Mountain in Maine, which documented his days, well, lost on a mountain in Maine, until he was found in Stacyville. On that November 4th morning in 2010, someone else was found in Stacyville, too. The deer hunters had found the badly decomposed remains of a middle-aged man. Game wardens and state police detectives worked together to investigate the scene, and the remains were transported for autopsy the next day. Officials said there were no signs of foul play, as they began to compare his description to missing persons reports in the area. Twelve days later, with no positive ID made through missing persons reports, Maine State Police chose to release the full description of the remains in hopes that someone would recognize the man. He was believed to be in his 50s and was 5 feet 9 inches tall and about 150 pounds. 
The man was wearing a blue and white plaid button-down long-sleeve shirt from Vineyard Vines, a pair of St. John's Bay khakis with a 33-inch waist and 30-inch inseam, and a brown St. John's Bay canvas jacket. His shoes were New Balance, size 10, and near his body was a black briefcase containing three empty bottles of juice and water, two bottles of bug spray, and a brown sweater. Then there was the hat. A blue and white striped knit beanie with the name Chris stitched in all capital letters on the brim. The Bangor Daily News published a photo of the hat. It was distinctive and probably homemade by the looks of it. Maybe someone would recognize it. But a month passed and nobody did. While the description did generate some leads, police told the Bangor Daily News that they had nothing solid to identify the man. A year later, still nothing. Then state police spokesman Steve McCausland told Jen Linz at the BDN, quote, There has been no new information in the case that I am aware of. There are no significant leads. Unquote. For over a decade, the man known only as Chris, the Stacyville John Doe, remained unidentified. No one came forward to identify his remains. Media coverage faded out after 2012. Meanwhile, 300 miles away in Concord, Massachusetts, people were asking, where is Mr. Roof? The Facebook group popped up in January of 2011. The first post on it reads, Do you all remember Mr. Roof? He was a substitute teacher in middle school and high school. Well, we got this email this week, I work at Alcott, from Doc Furry saying, He's missing, and no one, family or friends, has seen or heard from him since August 30th, 2010. There are a few teachers looking for him. He last lived in Nashua, New Hampshire but they are unable to find a missing persons report because of some nonsense. They said he had fallen on hard times and was preparing to be homeless. The real estate company that ran his apartment said that he had turned in his apartment key at the end of August. They had nothing but good things to say about him, as did the people at the Peddler's Daughter, a local restaurant where he frequently ate. I know you are all busy, but since we all live and work all over the place, just wanted to say, keep your eyes open, just in case. Or keep him in your thoughts. He was a really nice guy. As the membership grew, the feed of posts was filled with concerned comments. Someone said they'd actually seen Mr. Roof in Nashua in the summer of 2010, and he looked to be carrying on in good spirits, they said. But one question that kept surfacing in the flurry of activity in the group was why he was never reported missing. If his family hadn't seen him since August of 2010, and this was now January 2011, as the first post noted, why didn't they file a report? Now, before your mind begins swirling, let me pause you right there. In our world of true crime podcasts and Netflix specials and bingeable content, we might be quick to assume nefarious motivations there. But from what I gather, as it relates to Mr. Roof's disappearance and the lack of a missing persons report, it's very well possible a disappearance was something he chose. Members of the group considered what Mr. Roof 
would have wanted. Someone wrote, It's moving to see everyone's concern and memories of Mr. Roof, and it is certainly alarming that he has disappeared. At the same time, I think we should consider the possibility that he doesn't want to be found. If we publish an ad or write letters to Nashua newspapers expressing concern and or publish an article in the Concord Journal about his disappearance, noting that his former students are concerned and remember him fondly, the news will get to him if he wants to. Assuming he's safe, that is. Concord, Massachusetts, where Christopher Roof was from, was also the hometown of Henry David Thoreau. Among Thoreau's many celebrated and notable works was his book, Walden. The simplified description of that text is that Thoreau lived in a cabin in the woods for two years, two months, and two days, reflecting on simple living among nature. Thoreau writes, quote, I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life, and see if I could not learn what it had to teach, and not, when I came to die, discover that I had not lived, unquote. Did Mr. Roof follow in the steps of the man his hometown was most known for? It was all just conjecture, theories, questions asked by people concerned. The posts were frequent in the first few days of the group, and then years passed with nothing. One comment here and there over a decade asking for updates, but there were no updates to share. Until September 2021. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. I am an educator in Vermont. I teach middle school and I grew up in Concord, Massachusetts in the First Paris Church, which was also Mr. Roof's church. And it was a very, it was a very community upbringing there. It wasn't very religious. Unitarians can sort of believe whatever they want, but it was a very steeped in the town's history. And it was just, it was another sort of community spot for me and my family. My dad sang in the choir. He still does. And so I always knew him as a, a church member, you know, so, so for as long as I could remember. Sydney Cop also remembers Mr. Roof as her favorite substitute teacher from kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade. We just loved having him as a teacher. I mean, it was just like, oh my God, Mr. Roof is here. And he just was so kind and... Um, 
caring and we could get away with things. <laughs> and uh, he was really nice about it. And, you know, so we definitely took advantage of his kindness as kids with a substitute teacher, but he just was always really good hearted. And, you know, we, we didn't love having him so we could take advantage of him, but we, you know, just, he just was the best. He just was the greatest guy that, you know, we could have if our regular teacher wasn't going to be there for a day. She first heard that her favorite substitute teacher hadn't been seen in months on Facebook. Sydney wasn't a member of the Facebook group dedicated to finding him, not yet. But as the Facebook algorithm is apt to do, the posts landed on her feed anyway. We just, for like the three weeks that it was active, in January of 2011, it was just sort of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like, no way, not him. And he was so great. And a lot of just like outpouring of just thoughts and memories. And then some people were saying, you know, could we crowdsource and get a private investigator or should we call soup kitchens and shelters? And, you know, I think some of that did happen through the network of people in the group. A reporter from the Concord Journal posted that she was working on an article about Christopher Roof, if she could get enough information about him. But this is kind of where the group's well-meaning efforts paused. But it was when the group wanted to go public and, you know, get a story for the Concord Journal, I think, that somebody did reach out to the family and that the family had, you know, asked that the group not go public because knowing his character, he was a guy who liked to go walking in the woods, who maybe wanted to go into the woods and live alone at this point in his life. And so it just wasn't out of character necessarily, even though even if it was a little bit you know, confusing or mysterious. I don't think anybody in the group, you know, re, you know, kind of pushed back. You know, like obviously we're gonna. We the family knows him way better than any of us would have. So, you know, we respected that. Still, her missing substitute teacher stuck with her. The group activity fizzled out, and the years passed. But Sydney would Google Mr. Roof's name every once in a while to see if maybe he'd popped up somewhere if new works had been published by his name. She was searching for Christopher Roof, but what she didn't know to search for was an unidentified John Doe, until the John Doe's description found her. Well, it was, you know, 10 plus years since the group had been formed, since the flag was raised. And I was listening to the podcast True Crime BS by Josh Hallmark. And I was, I mean, I was on season four. This is, I was very invested in his reporting about this other case and this other crime and or series of crimes. And so this came up totally, I mean, I, I don't know, randomly is the word, but it was, it was toward the end of an episode. Again, I'm in season four. The only thing that really made me think about him was the description of the clothing. The way that they started describing what was then termed the Stacyville John Doe as maybe having been from higher means. So it's sort of sort of like, oh, okay. And then they described, you know, the clothing and button down and the khakis and sort of like, yep, yep, that checks sort of as I'm thinking in my head. This could be, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe he went to Maine, maybe it's Mr. Roof. And then 
talked about his New Balance sneakers and his dress socks, which just seemed like something Mr. Roof would have worn, or maybe he did. And I, I have that memory in my head. I don't know. It just felt right. And, and then the Chris hat and the satchel with a sweater in it and, you know, cranberry juice and water. It all just seemed very, you know, benign, very almost like, I don't know, innocent in a way of just the character of Mr. Roof. It was just sort of his, his uniform, his sort of all demeanor, just fit these clothes. Sydney Cop had a gut feeling about it. But I think like anyone might feel in this unique situation, she wasn't sure if she should act on that gut feeling right away. So it took me, though, many months before I actually called the main state police because I felt like this is too random. This is this podcast is about a totally different thing. It has nothing to do with Mr. Root for my search in any way, but it just felt like maybe maybe this was the missing puzzle piece. There's no way to tie this unidentified person, Stacyville Doe, to him because he's not reported missing. So there was no way of making that connection. So I finally kind of convinced myself in, in talking to other people and sharing this hunch that I had. And I got enough encouragement that was like, you know, nobody else, nobody else is making this connection to my knowledge. If this is him, I got to be the one to call it in and, and make the tip, even if I felt a little uncomfortable and I felt like it's kind of a, you know, a long shot, <laughs> certainly felt like a long shot, but I just eventually, I, I, I just felt like I had to. I mean, if it was him, it, it, I had to call it in. In all the unsolved cases I cover, I share ways to take action and to report tips and information that could help solve a case. But I've never really spoken to anyone who has submitted a tip. I was curious about Sydney's experience. Did they take her seriously or was she dismissed? The pleasant surprise was that I mean, the first, when I called in, first you're talking to a desk sergeant who's just taking a message. So, you know, I don't remember exactly what I said, something along the lines of, you know, I think I have information to identify this John Doe. And I think they asked a little bit and I might've said something about a podcast. And so right there, I'm like, oh gosh, I hope, I hope they take me seriously because, you know, the true crime world is blown up in terms of popularity and the, the amount of content out there. So we did another follow-up interview and like immediately he he was on the phone trying to find out whether you know this address and this phone number for Christopher Roof living in Massachusetts seemingly was him but I had given him I had given the detective his sister's name and so he said to me all right I'm gonna call this number and you know if it's him I was like great if it's him case solved like wow like he's alive and well that would be amazing but he said, if it's not him, I'm going to call his sister. So he followed up with me. The detective followed up about an hour and a half later and texted me and said, I just spoke with his sister and she hasn't heard from him since August of 2010. And she's coming to Maine at the end of the month. And we're going to get a DNA swab from her to see if it's a match. Just like that. That was like within, that was like within two hours of speaking to the detective. It was already on, you know, 
they, it, it was taken obviously immediately seriously and enough that his sister agreed, you know, to participate. So everything just worked out, you know, better than I could have expected in terms of taking my, I heard it on a podcast tip and, and actually moving on it. The sister of Christopher Roof gave her DNA sample and it was compared to the profile of the Stacyville John Doe. However, Sydney told me that the type of DNA collected from the remains could not be compared to Christopher Roof's sister. Instead, they needed a brother or a parent to provide a sample. Christopher Roof's brother was able to send his sample to Maine for testing. Meanwhile, a forensic anthropologist also examined the bones for further confirmation of the identity. And it was a match. Stacyville John Doe was Mr. Christopher Roof, substitute teacher and church member from Concord, Massachusetts, last seen in August of 2010, just over two months before his remains were found in Stacyville, Maine. Christopher Roof had his identity back, and Sidney Cop played a crucial role in it all. Maybe it was sadly satisfying. Obviously, it's like, yay, mystery solved, but it's not really cause for great excitement or <laughs> celebration other than, you know, now we can put together a memorial and we can celebrate his life and we can talk more about who he was and, you know, read his poetry and, and just, I just know that the people who loved him are happy to have closure and to be able to, I think, you know, mourn and, and like I said, celebrate who he was to all of us. If you take anything from this story, let it be this. The importance of speaking up, of trusting your gut, of calling the tip line even if it takes a few months to feel confident in the information you believe you have. Maybe it doesn't lead to anything, but what if it does? What if that detail, however inconsequential it may seem, could be the missing piece that brings closure to a family still searching for answers? The detective said, you know, we have to follow up on every tip. I mean, they do. So it's it's not like they're not going to take you seriously just because you don't necessarily have 100% confidence in what you're, you know, your tip. It's just the fact that you might think this might lead to something. And that is that is important because, I mean, the detective said, I don't think we would have ever solved this had you not called it in. He gave me a lot of credit, and I, I give him a lot of credit. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. 
saving money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards, we have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Christopher Roof was born on April 24, 1951 in Concord, Massachusetts. His education and career was dedicated to literature and creative writing and poetry. His biography on the Concord Library website notes that he was a teacher at his alma mater, Emerson College, as well as at Concord Carlisle High School, and a Sunday school teacher at the First Paris Church in Concord. Christopher Roof self-published many books of children's poetry, as well as a coloring book. And he edited several books by Bill Montague. The poetry, though, that's what left a lasting impression on Sydney Cop. So this one is called The Gift. Today's my birthday. What is this? A present with a card to Chris. It's on the table near my bed. The box is white, the ribbon's red. I open it in seconds flat. An hourglass, well fancy that. I take it out. Upon the base, there is the image of a face. Its whole expression saturine. The craftsmanship is very fine. Without a doubt, the face exhorts, the glass possesses four supports. Upon the upper part, I read this proverb, and I quote, take heed, for time is ever on the wing. It is an interesting thing. I hold the object in my hand. I turn it over, watch the sand, go streaming down the golden grains, diminishing till none remains. For kids, you know, the, the, the cadence and the rhythm and the poetry of it was very sort of easily palatable. I don't know, you know, it's sort of like, oh, it's fun. And it's, it's, but as I read it now, of course, I see much more like of his spirituality of his deep sense of nature and, and just life in general. He just, he leaves the impression of sort of a sage inner, inner calmness. And just, he just exuded that to us, like kindness. And if we got out of control, the worst thing he'd say was hooligans, you know, so. <laughs> Just a sweet man, but obviously with a lot of depth that we as children could not know. The positive ID of Christopher Roof in Stacyville, Maine in mid-September 2021 came at a particularly busy time for crime headlines both locally and nationally. We were coming off of the media blitz surrounding the Gabby Petito case, and we're still watching and waiting as Dog the Bounty Hunter searched for her former fiancé Brian Laundry. The remains of Annalise Heinig were discovered in Falmouth after nearly two years of searching. Two separate discoveries of human remains at landfills in New Hampshire and Maine were keeping state detectives busy. And amongst it all, the Maine State Police announced, via a short press release, the news, about Christopher Roof. The cause of death was listed as undetermined, and that was really it for details. 
The story landed on the desk of Holton Pioneer Times journalist Alex McDougall. He was tasked with learning more about the man who finally had his identity back. How this story I ended up on my radar is the main state police, basically, once they ID the body as belonging to uh, Christopher Roof, they basically just put out a small press release statement saying, you know, we've ID'd the body as Christopher Roof from Massachusetts. And it doesn't really include any more information other than that. So then my editor took it to me and said, can you find out more about this case? You know, can you find out anything? And so I just didn't really give me any leads to work with, but I decided I would just do some digging. You know, I basically stumbled upon, I was like, wow, this actually goes pretty deep. In the next episode of Dark Down East, Christopher Roof's cause of death remains undetermined, and so does his mother's death decades earlier. I'll speak with Alex McDougall of the Bangor Daily News and Holton Pioneer Times about the discoveries he made while digging into the case of Christopher Roof. And we'll take a look at a case from away, the undetermined death of Christopher Roof's mother, Marcia Moore. Plus, I'll highlight several active searches for missing Mainers, and together, we will boost the signal for the families still looking for their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Dark Down East. Source material for this case is listed at darkdowneast.com. Thank you to Alex McDougall and Sydney Kopp for your help in telling these stories. Follow Dark Down East on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to turn on automatic downloads in the top right corner of the app. If you listen on Spotify or another app, same thing, hit follow. That is the easiest way to support this show and the cases I cover. And if you would like to leave a review or a star rating, that is a huge help. For photos and more information on this case and others, visit darkdowneast.com and follow along on Facebook and Instagram at darkdowneast. Thank you for supporting this show and allowing me to do what I do. I'm honored to use this platform for the families and friends who have lost their loved ones. And for those who are still searching for answers in cold missing persons and murder cases, I'm not about to let those names or their stories get lost with time. I'm Kylie Lowe, and this is Dark Down East. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big.